Thank you, Koinia. Church of the Warm Heart, good morning. Great to have you on this beautiful day. This is our kickoff Sunday, where a lot of our programs and ministries jump back up into life uh, after a nice little summer break for some of them. Uh, Welcome to all of you. If this is your first time here, welcome. We are blessed to have you with us, and we pray that you find a blessing in today's service. If you're joining us online, hello, wherever you may be, you have a warm heart welcome from Meridian, Idaho. It's good to have you with us this morning. Sign in. Let us know you're here. Every pew, every row has a red attendance pad. Sign it out, fill it out, send it on down the row. Uh, That helps us to know who's here and who we need to check on. We appreciate that. Uh, There are a lot of uh, ministries jumping back up, and I want to introduce you uh, to our ministry team. Uh, This is going to be kind of a long announcement time. Get ready. Get comfortable. I'm going to have, can you all just kind of line up here so I know what order we're going in? And you're going to use the podium. Nicole, since you're the first one up, can everyone say hi, Nicole? Hi, Nicole. Ministry of Youth. Hi. Um, I'm the youth minister. I think most of you know that already, but it's always good to introduce myself again. Um, Our youth ministry is pretty active. We do a lot of things, including youth group most weeks. We do Sunday school um, most Sundays. We run a confirmation class, and it'll be exciting to get this year's confirmation class underway after some spotty things after COVID. Um, And then we do service projects. We go on a mission trip in the summer. We go on a retreat in February, and there's always things happening. So if you ever want more information, you can always talk with me, and I would love to tell you about our youth ministry. Thanks. Thanks, Nicole. Hello. I am Pastor Jen, and uh, I'm the assistant pastor, but I'm also the minister of adult discipleship. We have a slide that's prepared there. We've got a lot of exciting things coming up this fall. Uh, On Sunday night, starting on the 17th, we're going to have a financial peace. Tomorrow night, our Monday group, our ladies group, is starting Becoming a Woman of Purpose. Last week, we started Five Marks of a Methodist on Tuesday evenings. We always have our Tuesday afternoon Bible study, and then this Wednesday, we're going to be kicking off our gratitude study. Uh, So there's a lot of opportunities for classes that are coming up. We also have a lot of opportunities for small groups. I don't know if you've seen this, but there is information over in the FLC. There's a little table against the wall that has all of the ministry information. This brochure has everything current of what's available in our adult discipleship uh, classes as well as small groups. So I invite you to go over there, take a look at that. And if you have any questions, please feel free to come to me and I'll do what I can to get you connected. Thank you. I'm Cassie Collins, the children's minister. And, well, our slide is not up. We have so many things going on. We have weekly Sunday school and then Wednesday night program. Throughout the school year, we have a monthly parents' night out. And then we have special events throughout the year with VBS, the Easter egg hunt and celebration, Christmas stuff. Um, did I miss anything? Fall festival's coming up next month. So, yes, I'm so glad you're here. And if you have any questions for me, for your kids, just reach out. Hello, good morning. I am the Minister of Congregational Care, and everybody always says, what is that? (laughs) So, uh, the care of the church, anything that anybody might need, um, from visiting people who can't get to church as much as they once did, 
um, making little TLC things to um, take out to the community. Uh, let's see, what else is on there? Um, uh, we have a group that makes care bags, hygiene bags for the kids of West Ada School District. Um, so there is so many ways from just something that you could do once a year to something that's ongoing. You could plug yourself in and just let people know that we care about them. Um, that's pretty much what I get to do. And feels pretty wonderful. Everybody says, how do you go sit with people or this or that? But you all give me all the blessings. And, um, and it would be a great way for you to get connected as well. So if you have any questions, just let me know. Well, good morning, church. I am your minister of worship arts. And as our dear friend Norma Gale reminded me one time, she said, Debbie, not everyone recognizes you by your face. This is how we see you. <laughs> so for those of you who don't recognize my face, I am the director of the choir. We also have the Koinonia Handbell Choir. Um, I pretty much put most of the service together as far as all of the music. Um, that includes the hanging of the greens. It includes our Christmas Eve services, our Christmas cantata, our Easter services, our Ash Wednesday service, our children's musical. Um, so there's a lot that goes into the music program here at the Church of the Warm Heart. There are a lot of ways that you can serve and groups that you can participate in, such as the choir. Notice we still have a few extra seats. But we got a third row. We haven't had a third row. I know. Yeah. And I'd love to have a third row over there by the altos, but uh, we're waiting on that, right? Our Quinania handbell choir is always looking for ringers that would be willing to come in on a Thursday night and fill in when they're not able to ring with us. Um, we have our ladies triple trio that sings periodically. We have our youth tone chime choir that meets on Wednesday evenings. That group is for sixth graders through 12th graders. Music readers and non-readers participate in that group. We also have the Angels Alive Choir that meets four-year-olds through the fifth grade on Wednesday nights. That starts this week at 7 o'clock. And uh, you can also participate in the worship team that leads the 1115 service. We have the poster videos that you just watched last week. I love putting those together every summer. And uh, we always welcome solos, duets, ensembles. I also bring in loads of instrumentalists from throughout the Treasure Valley. They come in and they assist our choir, they assist the bell choir, they also provide special music in our worship services. Your Warm Heart Media team is also part of my purview, so I get to work with a talented Jacob Walker, our production manager. We have loads of volunteers that run the sound system, not only for Sunday mornings, but for funerals, for weddings, and also for our Thursday night rehearsals. Our live stream people are over in my office right now. They run live stream for our online worshipers so that they can hear everything that's happening in this service. And then I also have folks like our hosts 
Jerry Skyver, Mary Liz, Tom Joel, and Dan that are also part of my team. So um, decorating the church also falls under my purview. So I get to decorate the church for all of the different church seasons. And we have been super blessed to have Elaine Carlson and Brad help us with the beautiful uh, wall decorations. But it's a lot for one person to do all by themselves all through the year. So if that's something that speaks to you, I would love to have you come out and help. Feel free to email me at worshiparts at meridianumc.com, or you can call and text me anytime. But I have loads of places to plug you in. So if you have any questions, please see me after the service. Thank you. Hi, guys. I'm Jessie Layton. I am the nursery coordinator, which is ironic because I was not coordinated enough to put together a slide. So... Um, I am up here to kind of tell you guys that we have gotten some wonderful volunteers that have decided to, you know, give up one of their services and come downstairs and help me out every once in a while. But we've now gotten to the point where we're like, okay, now we need some kids. So get on that. Get some kids. So... If you don't want to make your own, go find some in the community. Not quite that far, but if you Uh, know anyone with children that are nursery age, which are, you know, infant to four, um, we're down there. I am always down there for both services. Um, Also, if you'd like to be one of those people that volunteers, please come see me either downstairs or I am usually at coffee hour in between services. Um... We have some really fun things down there. Uh, We are starting to do a short message along with the service and the playtime. We've got kind of a routine going on down there for when the kiddos are here. So if you know of anybody, we are there. We are there to help out and make it a Sunday school type thing. Um... There was another thing that I was thinking of, and it was just in my brain, and then I kept talking. Um, Oh, I remember now. A reminder to everybody that even on Sundays when we have communion and there is no Sunday school, the nursery is still open and available for any people who would like to bring their kiddos down there. Um, If you'd like to be down there with them, you may. If you want to leave them in my wonderfully capable hands you may um but anyway we'd love to see some more kiddos and some more volunteers and i'm around sometimes in the dungeon sometimes up here i'm just kidding (laughs) anyway thank you guys jesse about 15 years ago we started a church in lincoln nebraska and we got we got mostly younger folk in there and i remember one sunday looking out and counting nine women pregnant all and all i saw was belly that's all i saw like, like baptism season was upon us there's other stuff going on in the life of the church that might not be connected exactly to the ministry team but it's ministry nonetheless but i want to uh, reading programs we got luncheons day for girls book clubs faith talks mission you and you to you store. That's the United Women in Faith. They do a wonderful job. Uh, we have a quilters group, and they make quilts for all sorts of folk. Uh, they're, they're here on Wednesdays. They do, they do a great job. Uh, we got Narcotics Anonymous, Scouts, Church Committees, Joseph's Closet, Christmas Adopt-A-Family, the Methodist Men, they do their thing. They had breakfast. Did you all have breakfast yesterday? Next week. The next week. Next, this upcoming uh, uh, Saturday. 
men, you're welcome to breakfast as well. Uh, one last thing. Can I hear a... All right. I want to ask Margaret to come on up. She wanted the podium for a minute for one, one activity coming up this fall. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, good morning. I'm Margaret Perdmore, and this year we are bringing back the bazaar. We haven't had one. Yes. Uh, we have not had one since 2019 because, as we all know, COVID shut everything down and the world kind of went to sleep for a while. But it's time to bring it back. It's a time for festivities, it's time for fun, to reconnect with people spend a little money, uh, donation to the church and to our benefit. And to that end, I'm going to need lots and lots and lots of help. So uh, I have some sign-up sheets for volunteers for everything from bringing like soups or bring goods to helping set up, uh, tear down, all of that. And I hope I get a ton of volunteers because I really going to need it and hope to see everybody there. Oh, and it's on November 4th. (laughs) We do this every time. I keep thinking November 3rd is the Saturday. No, it's November 4th. So it's coming up pretty soon. Can you all say thank you, Margaret? Well, that's a lot of the stuff going on. If you're curious about some of these things, catch them at the picnic. We have a picnic today, 1230, right across the street. Bounce house, food, chicken, the whole whole kit and caboodle. We hope that you join us today at 1230 uh, over there. But what makes this place special are all of you. You make the warm heart experience. So let's take a moment, greet those around us, and just show how much you love the people sitting next to you. See you at the hymns.
Please remain standing for our affirmation of faith. Good morning, church. I'm Judy Haskell, and our affirmation of faith is on the screen. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he arose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Please be seated. Unless you're a kiddo like fifth grade and down, this is your time to come up and worship. Cassie Collins, and I'm the children's minister at the Church of the Warm Heart, and this is my friend, Malia Paz. Hi, guys. So good to see you today. So I have some news. Today is going to be my last day as the children's minister. (laughs) Yeah, my mommy's been kind of sick, and so I'm going to be spending a lot of time helping her. But I'll still be around and get a volunteer and see you guys. And I want you to know I've had so much fun with all of you and getting to know you. And I love you guys and I feel like like you're my kids. So I'm really going to miss you. But I have great news. Miss Malia is going to be your new children's minister. And she is so nice and fun and amazing. And you guys are going to have so much fun with her and love her too. And I know some of you already do. Because Miss Malia is these guys' mom. (laughs) So will you pray with me to bless this ministry? Okay, guys, we're going to pray. Dear God, thank you for the wonderful opportunity of being the children's minister at Meridian UMC. Please bless the children in this program and Malia as she takes on this position. And God, please continue to bless and grow the children's ministry at the Church of the Warm Heart. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay, and Sunday school for everyone through high school. Go ahead and stay right here for one second. I know you've got some escaping. You're not going to get out of this that easy, okay? (laughs) On behalf of, of, of the Church of the Warm Heart, the staff parish, just thank you for the last 20 months of great, great work building this program back up after COVID and uh, putting it in a place where Malia can, can, can prosper. Can you say thank you to Cassie? Thank you, guys. That's so sweet. And don't lose that. We'll need that for the second service to give back to you.
church. This is the time of our service where we center our hearts and our minds and our spirits to receive the message this morning. So I'm wondering, what are the prayers of our church? If you have a prayer request, something that is on your heart, this is a time to share that aloud with our neighbors. And then I will lead us in our pastoral prayer and then the Lord's prayer, which the words will be on the screen. and loving God. We pray that we may feel your presence and be transformed by your love. 
Create in us a desire to be patient and kind and be content and thankful for the simple gifts in our lives. Lord, we pray that we may be compassionate and filled with a desire to serve with a Christ-like humility. Help us, Lord, to let go of our burdens. We lay them at the cross so that we may discover freedom and rejoice in your truth. For your love never fails. It perseveres. And in you, Lord, we place our hope and our trust. Lord God, today we ask that you may use us for your glory. Bless and multiply the ministries of this church. May we be in tune with your call and respond. Here we are, Lord, for the work we are called to do. Please use us and shape us and mold us, for we are your people. And Lord, today as your people, we come together to worship and pray to you as Jesus taught his disciples to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. As able, let us stand and sing our next hymn, Lord, You Have Come to the Lakeshore.
the scripture lesson from uh, two different chapters in the Bible. The first one is Exodus 15, you shall not steal. The second is 1 John chapter 3, verses 4 through 7. Everyone who sins breaks the law. In fact, sin is lawlessness. But you know that he appeared so that he might take away our sins. And in him is no sin. No one who lives in him keeps on sinning. No one who continues to sin has either seen him or known him. Dear children, do not let anyone lead you astray. The one who does what is right is righteous, just as he is righteousness. The word of God. So it was 25 years ago, I was a fresh, 26, it was 26 years ago, I was a fresh brand new pastor serving my first church in Omaha, Nebraska. Now we were leery of living in the big city. So we had an apartment on the outside of town in a little tiny village uh, about 30 miles back. And I was doing a project at the church that required some resources that, requ- uh, that, that needed, I needed to go to the library, check out some materials. This is before I could look up stuff on the internet. So I went to the big old library in Omaha, found my book, proceeded to the checkout, and I applied for a card since we were new to town. But I was denied. I didn't live in Omaha or even in that county. My taxes did not support that branch. My library, very much smaller, was in the town that I lived in. But I could pay 60 bucks a year to join the library system of Omaha. And I'm like, 60 bucks, I'm broke, I don't want to do that. And uh, so I went back to the church, and I talked to another pastor who was serving there, Chad Engelmeyer. Chad, can I borrow your card? He gave me his card. I went back to the library, found the book uh, that I wanted because I hid it so no one else would take it. And I got the book, and I went to another checkout area, uh, to another checkout dude. And I gave, this is before, you know, self-checkout. So I gave him the card, and I smiled. I had no evil intent. I just wanted this book. And the clerk bopped it up on the computer and said, Mr. Engelmeyer, there's a $10 balance that you need to pay. (laughs) So not, not knowing what else to do, I... I got out my wallet, found $10. I had, I had a Hamilton, so I handed him the Hamilton. And as I did that, he said, oh, and your card has expired. We'll renew it. I just need to see your license. Which he saw that I had in my hand at that moment. I freaked. I don't need the book. And I just walked out. And he said, hey, you're not Chad Engelmeyer, are you? You're trying to steal from the library. Got out of there as fast as I could. That was the day I got busted by the Omaha Library uh, Gestapo police. He kept my $10 and did not apply it to his, his account, by the way. 
I wasn't stealing per se, but I was kind of taking his identity with his permission. It's a misdemeanor, by the way, in Omaha, and the statute of limitations has now run out so I can tell this story. <laughs> For many of us, uh, we've, most of us have stolen something somewhere along the, along the line. Sometimes it was before we knew the concept of property and payment. Sometimes it was an ongoing slope that we sometimes run against. I would ask you to raise your hand to uh, to see if you've ever stolen anything, but we haven't got to the commandment of lying yet, so I'm going to hold off for a moment. (laughs) So we're on our Ten Commandment series. Commandment number eight. Three more to go. Thou shalt not steal. These are the commands that Moses uh, came down the mountain with, the Decalogue. And I got to tell you, of all the commands, this is the one that we probably most agree with. We might think that there are times and places that it's okay to lie. There might be a time or two when, when killing is justified. Ecclesiastes does say there is a time to kill and a time to heal. I don't know about you, but for me, self-defense would be one. Serving your country would be another. You know, you can kind of go down that line. The Ten Commandments say don't work on Sunday, but look at me. Not, not a good example. We can look at most of the commandments and find those little loopholes or those little exceptions, even if we shouldn't. But the stealing one, we're kind of all on board with. But Pastor Mike, what about those who have no clothes or have no food? Stealing's okay, right? Well, in America, no one needs to steal to feed their family. No one. There are charities out there that are willing to give you a bag of food. We will give you a bag of food. This country is filled with wonderful people who will give you a bag of food. Of all the commands, this is the one we agree with most. But most of us maybe have broken at a time or two. So three things come to mind when looking at stealing. And the first is this. What is yours is mine. That's what the thief thinks, right? What is yours could be mine. I will take something that I don't have a right to that belongs to you. Shoplifting, right? Shoplifting's out there. The old five-finger discount. 89% of teens say they know someone who shoplifts routinely. 66% of those teens say that it's one of their best pals. In other words, the kid that comes over to your house, chances are, doesn't mind taking something. (laughs) Be careful. Shoplift, I'm not just picking on kids. Shoplifting goes up at the end of the month. And it goes down at the beginning of the month. You think payday. Social security checks come out. Uh, Time magazine did an article on the rising cases of shoplifting by the elderly. What is yours is mine. Good friend of mine works in the security field. You know when you walk through the stores, you see that little bubble up there, and you know you're being watched. Right, you got little cameras in there. Do you know who they're watching? The employees. Theft by employee far outweighs theft by regular customers. Target did a did a did a study. More more more. shoplifting by employee at Target is more by employees than by the people who walk through uh, their store. Bank robberies are on the rise. 
It's never funny, but too long ago, there was a local bank that was robbed, and it was robbed through the drive-thru. They saw the getaway car. They were pretty easy to catch. (laughs) A ton of people cheat and steal on their taxes. Um, A person... (laughs) Uh, read this story. A person paid an arsonist $10,000 to burn down their million-dollar warehouse. So when they build down, burned down the million-dollar warehouse, he claimed the million-dollar loss. He also claimed a $10,000 deduction for the arsonist. <laughs> Not the brightest guy. There's a nonprofit. I won't say which one, but a nonprofit that gives a $10,000 scholarship to a youth. Sounds great. They get that $10,000 from the parents of that youth. So the parents donate $10,000 to the charity. The charity gives the the, the scholarship. The parents get a write-off, and they get the money. Or they they get the scholarship. Not exactly fair, is it? Uh, A buddy of mine pulled this off once. Christmas cards. Christmas cards. He had 200 to mail out. Didn't have the money for the stamps. I don't even know what they cost nowadays. 60-some cents? 67? 67. So he, he, didn't, he didn't have 130-some dollars uh, for postage stamps. So what he did was this. On the, on the envelope, what, you, put the, uh, you put the address where you're mailing it to right there, right? And then what do you put up here? You put up the, the return address. He flipped them. So he put, he put his address down here, and he put where he's going... Up here. He didn't put a stamp on it, and the post office looked at that, and what did they do? Returned it to center to the person who wanted it. Ah, yeah, I was thinking. Postman says, I did, it was a little tiny town. I'll I'll let it go, but don't do it again. Don't do it again. The IRS got a letter a while back. Last year, I misrepresented my income, and I feel so guilty, and I cannot sleep, so here's a check for $100. If I still feel guilty, I'll send in the rest. (laughs) What is yours is mine. So we could talk about a thousand different ways that 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 we can steal, but the fact remains, if you take something that is not yours, you're guilty of a crime, and worse, guilty of sin. Second point. I was going to use this for the scripture today, but it's fairly long. But uh, here's, here's the story. Jesus once told a story about robbers. A man was going off to Jericho, and he fell into the hands of some thieves. They took everything that he had, beat him up, left him for dead. But in the story, Jesus doesn't talk about the robbers. He talks about the three people who walked by uh, the poor man. Priest, Levite, and a Samaritan. The priest, someone in the Lord's service. The Levite, someone from the tribe of Levi, a most notably holy tribe. These are good people, but they walk on by. The third one, the Samaritan, helps the victim, even pays the copay for their insurance. Now, for people who hear the story, Samaritans are the bad guys. Israelites and Samaritans, they don't get along. But in Jesus flips it, and the Samaritan's the one who helps and Jesus rebukes the priest and the Levite because they are also, in his mind, doesn't use the words, but they're also stealing. They withhold what they have and they refuse to share. One form of stealing is what is yours is mine, and another form of stealing, a little lighter, is what is mine 
is mine. Some of us are little Scrooges out there. And I'm, I'm in that boat sometimes. The priest and the Levite, they had resources to help. They had the opportunity to give a hand up. They had everything they needed to help the poor, poor man lying in a ditch. There's more to the story than that, but I'm just going to use that part of it today. They were either too important, too big, too something. They had the attitude of what is mine is mine. Now, it's not a rich thing, poor thing here. Some of the stingiest people I know are rich people. Some of the stingiest people I know are poor people. Some of the most generous people that I know are rich people. And some of the richest people I know, or the most generous people I know, are poor people. It's not a money thing. It's a heart thing. It's my money. It's my time. It's my car. It's my whatever. And we rob ourselves of the blessing to help other people. It doesn't have to be money either. A few years ago, we were in another city doing another church, and a, and a, and a couple came in. Uh, they've been married for many years. But uh, she was saying, he, spends, he goes to work, and he comes home, and then he spends five hours a day. He gets home, puts, puts on his pajamas at 5.30, and sits in front of the computer for the next five hours. Skips, skips supper. Doesn't even say hi to the kids, vaguely aware that there are little ones running around the house. I work for my money, he said. I earn this. And yet he's robbing, robbing his family of dad. Some of you might be looking down at the road at retirement someday. And you might wake up and realize, you know what? Social Security doesn't cover as much as I thought it was going to cover. You ever get your $1,200 check and like, if, if, you're, if you're like 15, 20 years away from retirement, imagine that. Imagine, all right, you're going to get your, I don't know what it is now, I'm, I, I'm not quite there yet, Twelve to $1,400 Social Security, am I, am I in the ballpark? I'm in the ballpark. Try to live on that. And you're stealing from yourself. The average household income is about $70,000 per year. So over 15 years, that's a million bucks. And so many of us have less than $1,000 in the bank. Where we spend it all and then some, we rob from ourselves. What's mine is mine is a selfish way to look at the world. And we rob ourselves of the opportunities to care for those around us. But the third and the biggest reason not to steal is one that we generally overlook. All sin is against God. That's the definition of sin. Whatever separates us from our creator. If I hook up my water hose to my neighbor's house when they are on vacation, that's stealing? Yeah. But more, you know, I steal from them, but more importantly, something within me grows apart from God. That's what sin is. It's that wedge. Every time, every little time that I steal or do something that I know is not right, it drives that wedge to that relationship. That's the biggest danger. You steal from yourself. You steal your peace. You steal your innocence. You steal, you steal how you feel about yourself. I remember being 14 years old, and my dad had a wallet, 
in his, in his uh, sock drawer. Don't ask me why I know what's in the sock drawer. In our family, we had uh, community socks. Uh, there were three boys, and uh, 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 so we, instead of like figuring out whose socks are which socks, we all had a sock drawer. Everyone used the same socks. Uh, what can I say? Uh, we didn't have Walmart. We were poor. We had socks. Uh, but my dad had his wallet in the sock drawer, and it was filled with 20s, which was a lot of money back in 19-whatever-it-was. If I would have asked, he would have given me money for this or for that. Dad, you know, the track team's doing this, or hey, Dad, the band's doing that. Um, but we were, we were going out of town and, and, uh, on, on a band trip, and we are going to hit the mall afterwards. And I wanted a, uh, for those of you in the know who, who know 80s music, don't judge me, I wanted an LL Cool J tape cassette. <laughs> Does that name ring a bell to anybody? All right. It ain't worth 20 bucks, is it? No. But to me at the time, so I remember sneaking 20 bucks out so I can go buy a CD I stole from my dad. Never told him. He's in heaven right now looking down like I wondered. I wondered where that 20 bucks went. <laughs> but this is my point. I, I don't remember anything about that band trip. I remember taking 20 bucks. That's still, that's still with me. And I know my dad would forgive me and it's, we're all good, but there's still a little bit of like, I know, I know I did this. And here I am 36 years later. Telling the story. When we steal, we take something that's not ours, or we refuse to bless someone else, or we drive a relationship just a little further apart. We lose touch with our spirit, we lose touch with God, we lose touch with our innocence. Thou shalt not steal, period. In the balance sheet of life, we lose. When we take something that's not ours, we lose something far more valuable, something far more precious. Next week, we'll, we'll take a look at the, the, the next commandment. Who, who's going to be here next week? Thou shalt not lie is the sermon. So you're on, you're on the hook now. I hope you'll join us. And the family of God said... Amen. As we come to the offertory, a word of thanks to those who faithfully and generously give to the ministries of this church. You make love happen. You, 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 you bring smiles to kids' faces. You bring hope to the person who comes in looking for that bag of food. You help spread the love of Christ. Let us receive the offering.
and please join in our prayer. God of life, Savior of the poor, receive with our gifts gratitude for your goodness, penitence for our pride, and dedication to your service in Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our closing song, uh, it's in the hymnal, but as one I have never sung in church because it is too, too churchy. I don't know what it is, but, it, it, but I've never done it, so I thought, let's pull it off. It's a, where, what continent uh, does Kumbaya come from? So it was written in Oregon <laughs> for a missionary who wanted to write an African song when he went over to Africa to teach the folk over there. He taught the folk over there, and they brought it back here. <laughs> Let's sing Kumbaya. that you join us for the coffee hour and donuts and all the, I don't know, I don't know what snacks they have, but it's right around, you'll find, we'll find out together when you walk across the alley, head on in and greet those around you in a, in a more informal setting. Great to have the choir back. Thank you for the music and thank you to the folk upstairs and the bells. I think they're waiting to do the choral amen. So may the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you that as we enter these days of harvest and fall, may God's love be with you all. Amen.